Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss Podcast. In this episode, I want to continue the series that we are starting about stress and weight gain. Stress and weight gain. In my position, just from where I'm at <laughs> as a weight loss coach, I actually believe that all weight issues stem from stress issues. All weight loss issues stem from stress. And when I talk about stress, when I use the word stress, when I mention stress, I'm not talking about the, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. I'm so anxious. I'm referring to anything, any activity, any lifestyle choice, any way that we operate in the world that tips our metabolism out of balance or elevates our stress hormones. And that those activities, those choices, those lifestyle choices can come from anywhere. They can come from driving, like commuting to work. They can come from running late to an appointment. They can come from um, eating because you're bored. So binging on Netflix and eating a bag of chips or a bag of popcorn, they can come from anywhere. And it's very difficult to pinpoint specifically where your imbalance might be coming from because there are so there are a variety of places. So what I do as a weight loss coach is I kind of lay out, you know, sort of the basic foundation of, okay, this is how you should be living your life. <laughs> in these especially in these four specific lifestyle areas, this is what life needs to be looking like for you. And if your life does not, if your lifestyle areas do not look like this, like this base level kind of foundation, then what is going on in your life that is preventing your life from looking like this? So for example, um, if every time you eat, every time you get up from a meal, if you crave sweets afterwards, then there is some sort of imbalance happening. There's some sort of imbalance in your metabolism that's causing you to crave sweets after your meal. And so I'm sure you can imagine how deep and how far the layers can go down, right? Of why it is specifically that you crave something sweet after your meals. Is it a a dopamine deficiency? Is it a behavioral craving? Um, Is it an addiction? Is it a sugar addiction? Is it a candida issue? Do you have parasites in your uh, in your digestive system that are craving sugar? Like what what could it possibly be? So that's how I like to approach, especially weight loss with people that I work with, is let's start with the basic foundation. This is what life is supposed to look like. And if life doesn't look like this, then you're then you're tip, you're tipping your metabolism out of balance. You're elevating stress hormones. So we have to bring balance. And typically I. <laughs> like 98% of the time I am, I'm working with people who have to, they actually have lifestyle areas that they need to change. It has nothing to do with what they're, with the food that they're eating or whether or not they're exercising. Why? Because it's typically some of these other lifestyle areas that are influencing what they choose to eat, that are draining the, their energy to be able to exercise and to take care of their bodies. That all I that is all encompassing to me. I define all of that as stress. Weight issues are stress issues. So I want to do a few episodes over the next several days 
uh, you know, that coming from this place of stress, coming from this, this belief that I have that weight issues are stress issues. In yesterday's episode, I gave you sort of an introduction into where that came from, uh, as far as my journey and kind of what led me to where I am today. Um, and today's episode, I want to dig a little bit deeper into very specifically what areas of our lifestyles and what areas of our weight um, stress impacts the most. So we're going to talk about that over the next few days. But in case this is your first time listening, my name is Lene Urban. I'm a certified nutrition consultant. I'm a stress management coach. I'm a lifestyle coach, as you can see why, because of what I just explained. And rest-based weight loss is about effortless and sustainable weight loss. It's about transitioning your lifestyle so that your weight just comes off naturally by itself without much effort on your part. And uh, so that the weight actually stays off. 95% of people who lose weight, they actually gain it back within two to five years. And 66% of those people end up heavier than they were before they lost the weight. So weight loss isn't the issue here. It's sustaining the weight loss. And one of the things that I found as a weight loss coach is that how you approach sustainability, that stems from how you approach the weight loss in the first place. And what, I've, and what I've researched and what I've found is that the, you know, pursuing a weight loss goal is not like pursuing other goals in life. It's not like pursuing an entrepreneurship goal or pursuing a relationship goal or pursuing a career goal, okay? Because if you pursue those goals in other areas of, of your life and you fail, then all you have to do is pick yourself back up and keep going. But with weight, with weight loss, if you pursue weight loss and you fail, meaning you keep gaining all the weight back, and you keep doing that over, you know, over and over again, over a certain number of years, you are actually increasing your chance of very severe metabolic diseases later on in your life. Because our bodies were not created to deal with weight issues in the first place, in the first place. So not only are, you know, not only are we subjecting our body to what's causing the weight issues, but then we're going to subject our bodies to gain and loss and gain and loss and gain and loss. There is damage being done with each gain and with each loss, with each gain and with each loss. So we want to get this right. Okay. We want this to be the end all be all weight loss journey. We want to do it the right way so that the weight never comes back. All right. So if this is your first time listening, I would encourage you to subscribe Take a look at some of the episodes that I did before. Um, if you don't want to, don't worry. I'm going to be repeating some of the I'm going to be repeating some of the themes that I talked about in previous episodes over the course of this year. I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about belly fat, and I mentioned I did a, a whole entire episode on belly fat maybe a month ago or so. So if you want to re-listen to that episode, go ahead. I'm going to repeat some of the things from that episode. But belly fat is actually where I started. Belly fat is what led me <coughs> to this to this place where I am right now where I where I associate with weight issues with stress issues. When I 5 years ago now, it's going on 5 years, it'll be 5 years in just a couple weeks. After I decided enough was enough, I was done with the yo-yo weight gain. I was done with just focusing on trying to lose weight. I really wanted to focus on transforming my health and transforming my lifestyle. So I googled uh, how to lose belly fat. 
And but at that time, because I had been on this journey for eight years already, um, I read like everything that there was to read, you know, just uh, everything. Do cardio. Uh, make sure you lift weights. Um, cut back on carbs. Uh, I don't know. Eat whole grains. Count calories. Do cardio. Do more cardio. You know, um, do these ab exercises. Oh, my goodness. I Google how to lose belly fat and all these workouts, all these uh, core workouts pop up. So I'm looking through all of that stuff, just kind of, you know, stuff that I had read millions of times over. And uh, I came across an article by Dr. Jay Tita called How to Lose Belly Fat. It was written for the article, the Huffington Post back in 2013. And in that article, Dr. Jay Tita explained the fact that belly fat is not a diet or exercise issue. Belly fat does not come as a result of diet and exercise issues. Belly fat is a hormonal issue. Belly fat comes from the presence of two specific hormones over an extended period of time. And those hormones are insulin and cortisol. So in this episode, because we're in this series about stress, I want to talk about cortisol. And I'm sure that if you are listening to this podcast and you have any any experience at all with weight loss research, then you know all about cortisol. If you don't know about cortisol, cortisol is a stress hormone that's released, that's released in our bodies every time we experience, um, every time we experience certain levels of stress. Uh, and that stress can come from anywhere. That stress can come from, yes, anxiety. Uh, the stress can come from lack of sleep. The stress can come from overeating or the stress can come from starvation, not eating enough. Um, the stress can come from a variety of different places. If we are, as a matter of fact, the lifestyles that we're living right now in our current culture where we're waking up, we're not getting enough sleep at night, we're waking up, we're taking care of our family, then we're, we're speeding out of the house, we're commuting to work, we're working for eight hours a day, you know, sitting at a desk or, you know, teaching or, or engaging with people eight to nine hours a day uh, at a computer and then we commute home, we sit in traffic, we're commuting home, we're rushing to get dinner done, we're rushing to help with homework, clean the house, uh, and then we're exhausted. By that time, we're exhausted, but we are so we're also so stressed out from the day that we have to unwind. So we have a few glasses of wine. We turn on Netflix. We watch several episodes. We stay up too late, uh, and then we go to sleep. And our sleep is restless. And we're like, that all is uh, that is an elevator ride for the cortisol. That's ele- that's an elevator ride for cortisol. For some people that are actually trying to exercise and diet on top of that because they're not eating enough food and because they're probably exercising too hard, that also elevates cortisol. So we are living without doing anything else. We're already living in this ball and this bubble of stress that is conducive to keeping cortisol at at an elevated state. Okay, it's unavoidable. The only way to avoid it is to sell all of your belongings, move out to the middle of nowhere, and live off the land in peace and harmony with the land. Or to retire early, move to a beach town, and spend the rest of your life living on the water. That's the only way, honestly. 
But because the majority of us <laughs> cannot do that, okay, because the majority of us, that is not an option, then how on earth are we supposed to be able to mitigate the impacts of cortisol if we are constantly exposing ourselves, if we're constantly exposing ourselves to just this world, this, this world of stress that we're constantly living in? Like, what are we supposed to do? My answer uh, is that it depends. <laughs> it depends on what you have time for. There are some people where just taking a few minutes out of the day, multiple times a day to do breathing exercises. For some people, that is, that's all they need. For others, it's taking a few periods out of their day to disconnect themselves from everything that's going on and just go for a slow walk and recenter. For those that for those of us that are faith-based, like I am extremely I'm extremely faith-based, I'm extremely spiritual. I consistently take time out of my day to just connect with God, to pray and to recenter and to focus like all of my attention on my connection, on my faith and on my spirituality. Uh for others it's uh, sort of taking, uh, maybe taking some periods in the morning or in the evenings, either before, be- uh, right as they wake up or right before they go to bed, go to bed, just to journal and get all of those thoughts, those anxious thoughts out of their head. That stress relief and that stress management can come from anywhere. It can come from going to a sitting in a sauna once a week, um, taking a hot bu- bubble bath a few times a week lighting some candles, um, and putting on relaxing music. Okay. Uh, it's, it does not come from sitting and watching your favorite TV show with a couple glasses of wine at night that actually elevates cortisol because you're engaging, your brain is engaging with the blue light coming out from the TV at night when your body is supposed to be starting to wind down. It's stimulating your brain the alcohol is uh, sending your metabolism straight into uh, into uh, to meta metabol- uh, metabolizing the alcohol out of your system. So your metabolism is working when it's actually supposed to be winding down. Okay, so that's stress. So taking like really conscious and intentional periods throughout the day from morning until evening to participate and engage in activities that bring you peace, that bring you back to center. That is how we fight against this bubble of cortisol elevation that we're living in. This is extremely important not just this is extremely first of all this is a necessity for belly if you want to if you have belly fat to lose you can try to diet and exercise all you want to that belly is not going anywhere because part of that belly fat is coming from stress so it's a necessity definitely for belly fat it's a necessity this this stress management is a necessity to avoid weight loss plateau why? Because the more often your cortisol is elevated, then at some point your metabolism is going to stop releasing weight until you can get your cortisol levels under control. 
Okay, so the stress management is is essential for avoiding weight loss plateau. And then it is 100% essential for maintaining your weight loss. For those of you that are in where we're going to talk about menopause in over the next couple episodes. And we're going to talk about how menopausal weight gain has nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with diet and exercise. Menopausal weight gain is not a diet and exercise issue. It's a completely different issue that all funnels down to cortisol and stress, all of it, all of it funnels to cortisol and stress. And we're going to talk about that in the next couple episodes, okay? So I hope that this, uh, in connection to yesterday's episode and now today's episode, I hope that this is starting to give you, uh, to illuminate the significance of stress and its impact on weight gain. And we're going to keep talking about this in, in some of the upcoming episodes. So once again, make sure that you subscribe, make sure you follow, make sure you come back. Okay. All right. This is another episode of the Rest-Based Weight Loss Podcast Series. Once again, I am your host, Lene Urban, and I can't wait to talk to you next time.